2: The listen up fanboy it's the fanboy planet, planet podcast and here he is hero to children everywhere Derek McCaw. that sounds a
3: little disturbing Yay. Yay.
1: oh look there's Yay. a... Oh, listen there's so a when you abuse the there. customers they applaud oh, they they
3: well, that's, that's the weird thing about being in a comic book shop. We love it when we're mean to each other. Okay. Yes. Shut up. Well, <laughs> I love you, Steve. I love you, This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and this is the Fanboy Planet podcast. We are podcasting from elusive comics and games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. And that whistling you heard was the manager, the Steve, the most important man you can get to know if you want your comics delivered on time. He's the Steve. Absolutely. Test Steve. It's like the dude. And, and so, uh, with me, uh, we have uh, what would be—is this uh, this your final uh, appearance before leaving for UCLA? Yes. Archivist <laughs> and lighting designer
0: Stephanie Rodriguez.
3: Yes, we couldn't do the lighting what? for this podcast. We without could Stephanie. not. No, this Scott podcast no. would not be nearly <laughs> as well lit without Stephanie here. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and sound engineer. She's got compass, a follow spot producer, on me. She, mm-hmm. That's weird. Okay, I've got a special. Um, so you're, you're in a blue light. It's lavender. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. I put <laughs> you in lavender. Oh, great. Our, uh, <laughs> feel creepy. Introduce me already. <laughs> I okay. Producer of the show, Moral Compass. Go ahead. That's it. As long given giving you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Your inflection was all wrong for that. Producer of the show and Moral Compass. Rick Brett Snyder. Thank you. That was sort of anticlimactic. Anyway, That's we're here I'm together. Uh, Lon Lopez is on assignment. Uh, he's sleeping right now. I know he's watching football. Dreamland.
2: He's doing a whole Little,
3: little Nemo thing. He's, absolutely. <laughs> That's little the first Lonnie. time that comparison has been made. that be great. <laughs> little Lonnie in Dreamland. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so.
2: He falls out of the bed <laughs> and goes to the next floor down.
3: Uh. <laughs> oh, now he's going to listen to this. And hate us and curses us even as he's falling asleep. You no, know, he's he, going to draw it. He's going to use soothing. it for
2: more on life.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyway, we've got a lot of comics. Big, big news in comics this week. Uh, shaking the industry up again. You haven't told us this already. I haven't told you because you apparently were out of the loop, so you don't know what's happened. I've told totally I'm afraid apparently. to tell
0: you. I know nothing.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, – and, uh, then, I'm course, holding on to the table. A little bit of movie news. Uh, and then some TV. And then you actually now at the very tail end here we will be talking. Rick has gotten halfway through Batman Arkham Asylum. So he's going to give us an update on how cool no that spoilers. game is. No spoilers, but how cool is that game? Yeah. Like we already know it's super cool until Ultimate Alliance 2 comes out. So let's get back. tomorrow. To okay, by the time you hear this, super cool has already been. Uh, set aside. And the oh, pardon me, no. It's next Tuesday. Okay, on the ongoing battle between yeah. Marvel and DC. So let's get to talking about that never-ending battle between the two major publishers. Uh, and to get to comics news. I, I really feel because the big shakeup is going to kind of transition. Let's quietly first go with things that we've caught up. Finally. Uh, Rick, red, red circle, the red, the four red circle specials from yes, DC, did. reviving the old Archie comics characters, superhero line rather,
1: the web, the
3: web, Inferno, shield, Inferno. And the shield, and the hangman. hangman, yeah, yeah. So, what did you think?
2: I felt that the Inferno and Hangman were really, really light. They're they're like mm, there wasn't really much of a story to either one. The web was kind of interesting in the way that they're taking a character. It's almost like the, you know, the. It's almost like Dial H for Hero if you want to take out. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. an access uh, a people accessible hero, which made mm-hmm. him a little different than just a Spider Man knockoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best one of the bunch was a Shield, and it was interesting to see all the parallels and differences between that character and the obvious comparison to Captain America. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the idea of you know you can't get out of the suit or else you'll die, that kind of stuff was interesting.
1: Yeah,
3: I thought the approach was interesting. That all four being written by Straczynski, I was a little – I honestly would say I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Because there's nothing that happened in those four as a – they were like lightly integrated together. Very lightly. Very lightly. Some side appearances. And and I really felt it was like because they had told Straczynski he would get to introduce Red Circle, but he didn't have time to do it, which follows along. I think that things have gotten more difficult for his scheduling because he's hotter in Hollywood having just last year had an Oscar-nominated screenplay mm-hmm. and um, so he's very busy with with Hollywood. Uh, so what was originally intended was that he was going to take over Brave and the Bold and introduce the, uh, char- the Red Circle characters in Brave and the Bold, but he didn't have time to do that you know, as well, yeah. as well, special. So they do these four specials, he's still going to do Brave and the Bold, but um, that'll be it for him for for DC. Yeah,
2: I just don't think he had any inspiration for these characters. At uh, yeah,
3: all. I mean, the Hangman was um, okay.
2: Yeah, it was kind of a knockoff of like a bunch of other characters we've already seen. We but I also Venom felt like Stranger like really
3: how, how was you know even the yeah. Shield felt not that different from you say compared to Captain America, but I thought not that different from Commander Steele.
2: But the S.H.I.E.L.D. had the deepest story of the bunch.
3: Probably, yeah. 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 Actually, so I, I liked the web best out of the four. I, I thought the
2: web was the most original character in the bunch. The web
3: was the most different from what had been done with that character before as well. Uh-huh. In the Impact Comics line, the web was actually the super secret organization. They were all agents of, web,
1: uh-huh. of the
3: web, basically. Uh, and the impact, that was in what, the late 80s or early 90s. Uh, for MLJ, actually the web was sort of a sitcom. The, they had turned comedic with some of the characters in the 60s when, mm. when the Batman series came out mm-hmm. and he was the married superhero who was hen packed and his wife wouldn't let him go out and fight crime so I thought that was the, the farthest veering away from what they had done done before yeah what they had done before so uh, and Inferno I didn't know from the previous time apparently he had been a low level villain in the Red Circle MLJ Publications of the '60s, and then and redeem, or even from the '40s, had redeemed himself because some of those characters have been around that long. uh, Yeah, I had not followed that one before. I thought
2: that was the only thing interesting about him was the the body change between. Mm-hmm. The non-powered yeah. and the powered, yeah, and that he has such a distinctive look. In but in, the, in
3: some ways, it's also the same as El Diablo, the the Western character from from DC, so yeah, who, who just had a revival with DC with the uh, Latino gang member.
2: So the Shield number one came out today
3: with inks by. Mick Our Gray. fabulous friend Mick Ray
2: and uh, I just looked through. It. it looks pretty good. I'm 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 going to stick with this for a little bit and see if there are stories that I care yeah. about. The
3: art is beautiful. And I mean, would have said yeah. all no, no, across that, the no way. That. The art was beautiful. Sold was
2: beautiful. on the art.
3: It's but it's hard to be sold on on, on the characters right yeah. now. Yeah, on the storyline. So, all right. Uh, you also caught up on the Ultimate Spider-Man reboot. I read Ultimatum, so I realized how the previous Ultimate Universe.
2: It's amazing how many people I've been talking to who did not read Requiem. Mm -hmm. Didn't read both issues of Reckoning Because if you didn't, you didn't see that last panel
3: Where Spider-Man woke up
2: Where the dead, dead, air quotes Spider-Man, one eye opens up While he's in Captain America's arms Lifting out of the Mm -hmm. wreckage And so from there we go right to His relaunch of the book uh, Ultimate Spider-Man number one Mm -hmm. Which uh, starts off with him and uh, is it I've forgotten is he with Mary Jane or is he with Gwen well Gwen no, he's, then, he's back with Gwen right because he apparently had had uh, I wouldn't follow the book that closely towards the end and he had a fling with both Kitty Pride and MJ and mm-hmm. they both they have an interchange where they've both been dumped for Gwen
3: who is really carnage really in the ultimate universe yes
2: oh That's disturbing for you now, isn't it? Isn't it, though? So anyway, um, but these books are definitely – it's funny coming out of all the wreckage and horror that was Ultimatum, the number Mm -hmm. of characters that died, to actually come into a book like this, which has really been been rebooted Mm because it's definitely a younger – Peter Parker. He's lighter. He's he's drawn smaller, shorter, and his head and has been replaced by a pumpkin. He has. I pointed out that we were we were talking before. He's got an oval head when he's in the Spider-Man. It's costume. disturbing when he's not. He's got he's got very long uh, hair parted down the center on both sides. A very different look for a young Peter Parker. Um, but you know, not not out of uh, what not out of the norm for today currently. Yeah, sure. Um, the he he's not working at the Daily Bugle. And he's got not, but he doesn't have money problems because he's still living with Aunt May. But he's flipping burgers at the beginning of it. Okay. There's a kind of a, there's a funny exchange. There's some funny exchanges there, and it's kind of nice to see him in a different element and uh, a couple of interesting new characters thrown in there. There's I think it's called the Shroud. Uh, there's another mysterious. We would is call it,
3: him the Ultimate. Shroud is,
2: but is he a? Is he no? right. There is there a Marvel shroud, shroud uh, a black character, which is it? No, no, the one that's in Ultimate Spider-Man, Mysterio, the all in red dressed.
3: Oh no! If you're just going to randomly throw out character names, you can't participate. Anyway.
2: but it's a character you've got to who, sit
3: down and focus in, buddy.
2: Character shows okay. up on a crime crime scene and he's pretty pretty powerful, but you're not still not sure if he's if he's a Villain or a hero yet,
3: which you couldn't know about the original Shroud. Yeah, so
2: except he was blind.
3: That's right, he was. Yeah, and we, we knew we knew all about that. Him. Okay,
2: so um, book has a fresh new look. Stories are kind of bright and interesting, uh, and I think it's a good reboot. And they're
3: not really tied into anything else that's going on. Either. Not at the moment,
2: because yeah. you've got Ultimates, uh, Ultimate, and we had this this debate before because the covers
3: say Apparently Ultimate. I owe you twenty dollars in Monopoly money. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, we're, I forgot to I forgot to say which currency. You did. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man is the cover title of it. Ultimate is in very light text behind the word Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and in a similar layout, we have Ultimate Avengers. But if you look at the Indicta in the inside, Avengers is Ultimate Comics Avengers, mm-hmm. whereas Spider-Man uh, the Spider-Man title is Ultimate Spider-Man.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: I don't know what they're doing with their branding there.
3: I don't know either. But yeah. uh because yeah, but yeah,
2: and we will remember the in the ultimate universe, the Avengers team was called the ultimates
3: right but so I think the if ultimate ultimates, but I think if you call this ultimate avengers here's the thing this is they're they're laying out if you look at who's on the cover of this uh Carlos Pacheco being the artist of ultimate comics avengers it's a double you, fold oh you't open up all oh them. oh oh i didn't see oh the yeah. thing is there, but because some of um some of the Fantastic Four died or walked away or something.
2: They broke up. In fact, Johnny Storm shows up in Ultimate Spider-Man.
3: Okay. But if you look, passes out on If his you couch. look here from and and page one of the story, Samuel L. Jackson makes his appearance. So by, he's the by, by splash
2: page on page one.
3: By having this reboot and calling it Ultimate Comics Avengers, next summer or two summers from now, when – they get around to the Avengers film. Already on this cover, I see, oh, hey, look, there's Iron Man. Yeah. You will have the Captain first America. Avenger, Captain America, as we call it, the first Avenger, internationally. You have going Hawkeye to who
2: looks out. so much like Bullseye, it's not even funny.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, Hawkeye went through some dark things in Ultimatum. Yeah. Um, and you have Samuel L. Jackson on the cover. So this is an easy, acce- easily accessible He's book. He's actually supposed to be exactly. Nick Fury, of course. I know. And, of course, I you know. know they, but I'm they, saying, they everybody will- walks in, it is literally... Samuel L. Jackson. They step around
2: the fact that Nick Fury went off to the Powers universe for a while and came Mm -hmm. back after the ultimatum. uh, This is meant
3: to be an accessible book for someone who's heard about the upcoming Avengers film. Right. And the versions are similar enough to the film versions that you would pick that up and go, oh, that's what's going to happen.
2: But I want to point out that on the back, we've got some interesting characters in the background, too. You've got it looks to be Blade. Mm -hmm. And then... Somebody who looks like Thor, but not quite. He's got a hammer and sickle.
3: Oh, (laughs) no, there was a character that he fought. um, There was a a Thor knockoff from the the Soviet Union in Ultimate Season 2. And then I'm
2: guessing this is Black Widow and Daredevil?
3: Um, That's... I'm not going to guess it's Black Widow. I believe Black Widow is actually dead no. in the... So is Janet
2: Van. Right and Janet I Pim. think she's dead too, so.
3: but then maybe, who knows? Death is not permanent. We know that. Um, and, uh, you know, and the, the Black
2: whole- Widow was did hang out with Clint, with uh, Hawkeye, in the previous yeah. Ultimate of, Ultimates.
3: No, she didn't. She married and betrayed Tony Stark, and she killed Hawkeye's family. You're right.
2: Who was she with? He was with somebody... <laughs> No, Sorry, no, he was. He, no, they were hanging out together before that happened.
3: Yes, and then she portrayed everything. So I doubt that's who it is. But I'll, we'll we'll thumb through a little later. Am I, I Hill? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's Domino. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, so the, you're all for the Spider-Man reboot, and yeah, and uh, I haven't read
2: the Avengers one, but it looks okay. good. And I, I, that book I like. You also much caught up there. as
3: I did with Chew. John yes. Lehman, who uh, was here on show. I didn't the quite, I'm um, through three, I
2: through 3 i did not get to four. Okay, I we, I lost my two signed copies. John, if you're listening.
3: John, and I know you are now because you've been a guest on the show. And so
2: I had to buy it again. So John, I've did, actually the, John did the greatest issues one and two John did the now. greatest
3: thing for us at Comic Con, which was uh, I acknowledged that he'd met us before. So I felt very touched <laughs> uh, by that. Yeah, huh? We're coming up in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I don't have that problem. You have that problem? I do because okay. I, I look like so many other people. Apparently, everywhere go. Well, weren't you just here? Because we
2: saw each other in the
3: airport. We flew out of. Uh, yeah, out of, I know. The yeah, safe, safe, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all
2: right.
1: I
3: think it's, you know, you're special. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so go. Uh, you caught up. What are you thinking of? Chew.
2: I'm liking it. I'm actually thinking this book is really uh, well suited to be a dark uh, movie Fair, right. or TV. A dark comedy of a a mo- yeah, the movie. Movie or TV series. I like all the characters in it. Um I like the the premise and the stories they've been telling so far.
3: I really love the concept of a food reviewer oh, whose power annoying. is to actually make you feel, feel, feel no, taste no, taste, it, yeah. taste the food. So um, By and, by her written word. By her written word, yes. And so that's
2: just like every writer's dream is, that I can is I can, can evoke not only an emotional but a sen- sensory a sensory reaction yeah. in you.
3: Yeah. Continues to be a, a heck of a great sell- seller for uh, Image Comics, huge, huge seller, and uh, and, the,
2: and the art's great too. I mean, I like all the mm-hmm. characterizations. Mm-hmm. The the big guy, what's his name? Um,
3: I don't remember the character names. I but you know, it's it's cartoony but not yeah, and it fits the series. I'm not. Usually that kind of stylization bugs me a little bit and then but on this I was like, No, no, this fits. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's it's kind of it's a grotesque cartoon in the way it's written. So I'm laughing and I'm going, Ooh, that's horrible. It's not a
2: great image though when John Chu, who is who is smitten with the food reviewer and she's reciting her awful, awful review of the restaurant. Yeah. But he's so enamored with her that there's like hearts and flowers coming up one side of his smiling face and he's being vomited um, on his <laughs> side, but he's still like this
3: big smile on his face it's a funny book
2: great great image it's
3: it's a great, that's it what a love book. is boys and it's nice to nice to see a book kind of still I'd say come out of nowhere and become a hit like that you know, I mean, John yeah. has John has been involved in the business for a long time, but this is clearly far and away the biggest success he's ever had. Everybody's being you know, critically acclaimed. Doesn't always re- doesn't always translate into sales, yeah. And this is translated into sales, so it's it's really great that that's happened. Um, I wanted to give a little shout out because it's still going on. It was mentioned to
2: ter- I, I should mention that it's been reprinted. The first couple of issues have been reprinted. The First three issues have been reprinted. So you can go out and pick that up right now and catch up yeah, and get uh, issue f- four that's on the, still on the they're stand. They're on the fourth
3: printing of the first issue. Third I think the, of the first second. arc
2: is five books. I think. It's so. five, I think pretty sure it's five, which will undoubtedly be an image collection um, soon. Uh, but you can you can easily get into the story right. And
3: now. either way, and then when you know, I when should Im- start on that. When the you when the image, <laughs> when the image <laughs> Take collection the school. comes out, we'll instead of (laughs) We'll probably have John back and have him sign it. Uh, I wanted to uh, shout out because I think it was mentioned at uh, Toronto Comic Con that uh, DC talked about they were going to – they were in talks to extend the mighty. We talked to Keith Champagnes uh, and Peter – well, really, the building is Peter J. Tomasi and Keith Champagnes. Book a take on uh, kind of a Superman-like hero, yes, uh, with a much darker, darker view, and it's it was paced pretty deliberately. It kind of slowed down at the beginning, but I got to say, if you're still reading this book, and if you're not still reading this book, you should. The last couple of issues suddenly threw some twists and turns that you weren't quite expecting, and uh, I had a little uh, conversation with Keith, and and I said, you know, what do you know about? Are are you going to continue? And he and Still waiting to hear, but um, things look good. Uh, The only thing that I see, and it's just helping to kind of transition into what happened this week, is that um, as far as a film deal goes, you know, there's, it's, DC doesn't, oh, it's Warner Brothers doesn't know what to do with Superman. Having a character so much like Superman and a dark version probably isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. And the reason for that, Rick.
2: Unlike the regular character. Really well, let's tell you. Anywhere. Let me
3: tell you what happened this week. Oh, okay. Oh, this Warner is this
2: is where I got to grab the table. Huh?
3: Warner Brothers restructured everything involving DC. Wow, really? Top to bottom, and there is a new entity called DC Entertainment. Diane Nelson, that blonde that we talked about, right. <laughs> sad that we were <laughs> that so blonde. <laughs> That blonde, she wow. is now. She went to blonde. G- calling, she is she, now she. president of. DC Entertainment oh no what happened to Paul and she's answering to Alan Horn who's a supervisor at Warner Brothers here's what happened to Paul she's president Paul has stepped down as publisher officially stepped down as publisher of DC Comics yesterday Paul Levitz Paul Levitz and Paul will be now returning to writing and editing, which is what he wanted to has wanted to do for years. Well, it's not like Captain Kirk
2: getting demoted from
3: admiral to captain. Sure and in up. fact, and what and Paul Levitt's first first writing assignment? He's going back to the Legion. He's taking over oh, Adventure man. Comics for, you know, with issue seven.
2: I had the opportunity, as you know, a uh, c- couple of years ago on my first trip to New York to stop by uh, Marvel of uh, DC Marvel and DC. And when I was at D.C., mm-hmm. they were so nice to me, I, got, I went, went by and waved to Dan DiDio because he was far too busy. But I got to sit down for like 20 minutes with Paul Levitz,
3: and half of that I time love
2: Paul. we talked about Legion of Superheroes.
3: I, I love Paul. And the thing is – and here's the thing. I had not realized – I was reading articles about him this week, and I had not realized how important he is not just to D.C. Comics but to comics in general. It is Paul Levitz who is directly responsible for the formation of the direct market. He had the vision in the 70s that well, there should be distribution directly to comic shops. When they,
2: he was writing the little fanzine book? Or? No, in
3: the late 70s when he was already oh, on his way 70, up. as okay. I think he was at one point editor-in-chief of, of DC. And oh, the before, comic reader, right? Before he became – I don't know what his fanzine was. I don't know no. that. But he's been publisher since – is the title at least? He's been the publisher since like 1998, I think, or something. And he had intended that to just be for a couple of years while, while they looked for someone else. Uh-huh. And he could train that person and go back to writing and editing. And he's, all, he's dabbled a couple of times because he's written he, – I think it was a f- six-issue arc on Justice Society when Jeff um, Johns was bogged down with The Infinite Crisis. And so he had done a, you know, like here and there, kind of put his toe back in, and and now he gets to go full time. But the other thing is, when Marvel bought Heroes World, and and DC was, DC got negotiated their exclusive distribution with Diamond. Uh In that contract, two things: one confirmed, I didn't know for sure had had existed, but I had heard rumors of. Levitz had put in the contract that he had the right to pull the trigger and buy Diamond if they saw too much of a threat, that they could have bought Diamond. He, however, realized that 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 would have been bad for the industry, so he refused to pull that no matter how much pressure he was getting from above. And the other thing... That actually might have been looked into by the federal government. I very much doubt that. Really? You don't think so? They didn't look into it. When Marvel ran their business into the ground. Uh. Uh, The other thing is that... uh, he would only sign that contract with Diamond if they put word wording in there that promised that they would continue carrying independent comics. Oh, that he believed that com- any comics was good for the comics industry and it didn't have to be I'm DC loving this or guy more and more. Absolutely, not yeah. only is he a super nice guy, but he fought in the right in the right key places yeah. to save what's left of the comics industry. Yeah. And uh, so I feel like it may be kind of a loss. However, now he becomes sort of like an editor emeritus at, D- at DC Entertainment. Hope he to
2: keep the corner office.
3: I don't know what he's going to do. But uh, Diane Nelson uh, said basically that he – I think he becomes part of that brain trust with Marv Wolfman and Jeff Johns and Grant Morrison – Consulting on projects for all the for all the different movies. Didn't TV. you say it somebody else
2: was part of that brain trust to Matt Faction? Is he No, Matt Fraction is part of Marvel's That's 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 right. That's right.
3: Uh, that, with Marvel, Marvel Marvel little sorry of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit to a to bit of a to bit of a little bit of a little bit Marvel the little bit Marvel a little bit of a we're leaving Marvel alone. They know what they're doing. Now it's Warner Brothers has owned them for a long time, but now they're asserting kind of a direct control. Do you think
1: this
2: is a frustration over not being able to develop the, the properties? I mean.
3: I think this is absolutely a frustration over that because one of the things that uh, I've been hearing now is that uh, what has been frustrating Warner Brothers. So I
2: certainly wouldn't blame the publishing arm of the no, comics. No. But what that.
3: Warner Brothers has been very frustrated it's the by is. You pick. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Is part of this, recon- uh, this restructuring. Wonder Woman is no longer in the hands of Joel Silver. The Flash is no longer in the hands of whichever producing team it was that had it. So they had gone into little production entities and piecemealed out a lot of their characters. And
2: screwed up over and over again.
3: That have never been made. Right. And now they're all pulled back. Okay. And now DC Entertainment will control this because one of the things is the reaction to they know – If this is done right, if Marvel Entertainment does it right, Right. you're going to have an Avengers movie that kicks ass. And what they realized, now it's leaking out, which is logical. Some of us should have been saying this all along. When they were going to make the Justice League movie with George Miller directing in Australia, Army Hammer, who was playing the evil other son of Satan in Reaper, was supposed to be Batman. And then The Dark Knight came out, and they realized we can't. Christian Bale is such right, and it's so indelibly you can't have Batman a, right now. Well, let's bring back. You can't have this lightweight version. Sure, you're going to have to build a universe to match what Marvel's sure. doing, because you get one shot at doing Justice League right. Right, and that's what they're going to. And now it seems that like that's what they're going to try to do. And you couldn't even do that if you'd given them out to different production well, see, companies. That's
2: one of the things about the Superman movie is they they didn't. One of the things they missed was the feel of Metropolis. Metropolis, mm-hmm. their Metropolis was just New York, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the the city well because the it future. was Richard Donner. Richard
3: yeah. Donner's Metropolis was New York, yeah. and Brian Singer was looking back and making an unofficial sequel, Indeed, to Donner, which Wirk.
2: was a mistake.
3: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I hate to say that because I like Brian Singer. I was very excited. about if you about had, that film, but, if you yeah. put
2: the cities into this comic book aspect, then they're going to mesh better, even though they're diametrically p- opposed. Mm-hmm. You'll mm-hmm. have they'll have a character that they, you can use to unify them.
3: All right, yeah. So. Who knows what's going to happen, but everything is shaken up. Wow. The other thing is – When did this happen? Uh, yesterday. Paul Levitt stepped down. So it was late uh, – today's Thursday, so it was late Tuesday huh. where the announcement was made. And then and, and then that was it. So Levitt uh, has officially stepped down. The first shareholder lawsuit against Marvel Disney has been filed, trying to block that, saying apparently legally you can't just do a secret backroom deal that big. You have to – Shop Marvel around first. Interesting. So we'll see if that one goes. Um, We're getting an interruption. I I, by I, baby I, pictures. I pause big so that you could so you could edit that out. So, I don't ahead. know if I'm going to edit it out. Lauren
2: is here it? with pictures of her
3: baby. Frampton. <laughs> no. R- uh, Ryan Richard. Ryan Richard. Ryan. Yes, very nice. Uh, Some fresh photos. Just taken finished. at thirty weeks? Is that right? He came out at
4: these th- thirty-one weeks now. He thirty-one was weeks. 30 weeks.
3: Well, I was I was terrified when I saw a little update that you were in there, and I'd been yeah, came out That's of an intensive nice. care myself, and then I see ah no, Ann is an intensive? What's going on? So yeah. what, how you feeling? Yeah, what what yeah. what caused the? Uh, they don't know. They don't know. Um, um,
1: the
4: Martian flex can. I uh, 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 don't know why he was born prematurely. We're waiting for the pathology report from the Children's Hospital in Oakland, which evidently has the best pathology lab in the area. Um, um, they know he needed to come out. That uh, was that was clear from his body and, and everything. When, when he was out, he had sort of gastric distress and stuff like that. But um, he just came off his oxygen tube today. Oh, Good. He actually just had his first, and everyone will want to know this. I'm sure his first poo, finally. First poopy, big big baby made
3: a poopy. That was for Lon Lopez. Very nice, (laughs) Hank.
1: Yeah.
4: So this—that's—it's five days late, but it's finally done. So, um, uh, so it's actually a huge, momentous moment. And at this point, we're just waiting for some things like his platelets to normalize and and to see if his his heart's all stable and. then he just needs to get fat and keep his food down.
3: So can we say he's doing well considering?
4: He's doing amazing, actually. That he
3: is uh, so so early. Yeah, yeah,
4: he's doing he's doing phenomenally. They're very very happy with his progress. And, and how's Eric? Know, Eric's doing phenomenally too.
3: I thought we just saw him. No, he he's passed out. Passed. He passed out in the corner. He's and
4: no, he's actually not that tired. He's I, I let him go home every night. He didn't stay in the hospital with me, so okay. he, he was getting sleep. And sorry, and um. The other question is when he's coming home. We don't know when that is. It's no less than three weeks from now, up to nine weeks from now. Wow, dude.
2: They
1: want to
4: know how you doing. I'm
2: fine. They're very, very
1: better Yeah. Fathers yeah. have the
3: ability to sleep. Yes, I, I have the ability to sleep, Kirk. That's another matter.
1: And tre- yeah. and treasure it
3: right now when she's saying you can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my other well, big I, piece of advice to yeah. you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Another
2: slice slice of life here at elusive, elusive
1: comics games. Commons you just game. never know
2: what's going
3: to happen. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so
2: we, uh, we were the uh, Marvel. Remar-
3: the first lawsuit from the stockholders. We're waiting to see if people will join in on that. Um, the other thing uh, I read from Rich Johnson today on Bleeding Cool that um, Disney is considering. If this goes through, that Disney's considering seriously that Marvel is sort of a lost leader development lab like DC has uh, often been for Warner Brothers. In fact, that's another thing I should say. Credit to Paul Levitz who convinced DC.
2: The creative types are not under pressure to make money?
3: Uh, There's something even better than that. Okay. The consumers aren't under pressure to spend a lot. Disney is considering lowering the prices of books to $1.99 because they bought a company that they would like kids to get involved reading.
2: I wish Lon was here. They can do
3: that? They can do that because they're Disney. They don't care. Right, they just <laughs> because, say we're going to make because, we're going
2: to make ten twenty percent less profit on this book
3: because Marvel has been flailing around desperately, like licensing. I mean, because you know when Lon was talking about that, like I don't want to see see Marvel infantilize. Right. Like, have you looked at a Marvel comic and the ads for like Spider Man sleeping bags and lampshades for kids' bedrooms? Like, it's here. Yeah, and and the thing is, Marvel has done it with kind of a haphazard, desperate approach. There's nothing haphazard and desperate about the way Disney licenses. So you know that they know how to squeeze every last penny of potential profit out of the ancillary stuff, and if they perceive the comic as well, you got to sucker the kids in somehow. Boom!
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I sound cynical, but I'm all for lowering it to buck ninety-nine, and I could buy more Marvel comics. Or and by more, I mean I might buy one or more Marvel comics. So. So as a soon, I, I don't right now. As a soon to be starving college student.
2: Yes. How do you feel about that?
0: I don't actually buy a Marvel books.
2: Oh. No. But would so this make you think about it?
0: Yes, because then I would be able to afford more on my allowance. There you go.
3: <laughs> yeah. There go. The I kids mean, have spoken. The kids have spoken. I don't know if I You're a, a demographic
1: like if I have, have
0: lunch money to spend on Marvel Comet,
1: There you go. I will
3: Okay. That's that's what yeah. I was, the advice I was given. You're not going to when, when you write a book, you're not going to take away, you know, the books people are already buying. It's so are you going to take away their lunch money? Yes. So <laughs> as a, or as the what must be an East, East Coast phrase, or your salty snacks money. Anyway. Okay. Mm. Um, okay. So that's that's kind of what's going on in comics right now. Um, in movies, Nicolas Cage, ready? I'm ready. Has left the cast of the Green Hornet. Okay. Which, however, despite... Oh, was he, who is he playing again? He was going to be the villain in The Green Hornet. Okay. Uh, but despite suffering... Name the Green Hornet villain. I can't, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I think just, Batman Despite, despite suffering this loss, amazingly enough, truly, honestly, The Green Hornet started filming this week. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. There are set hmm. pictures of Cato and Cameron Diaz. Didn't
0: the car crash?
3: The car crashed. Someone the plan- crashed the no. Black Beauty. <laughs>
0: no. That wasn't part of the movie?
3: I don't think so. Okay. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been news if <laughs> okay. the Black Beauty crashed. Oh. Uh, you just
2: started shouting into your microphone. And I, w- I would like to take this opportunity to, to, uh, to uh, as an aside, apologize to people for the sound quality in the last couple of weeks. Because I blame Apple for pushing down a new update to GarageBand that screwed with my settings and I didn't realize really?
3: it. Really? I am blaming your meth habit. Are you? Yeah.
2: That's how I can afford my comics.
3: I don't, I don't use that stuff. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And if you're interested, Lon, you know how to get to Rick's house. Okay, so um, anyway. Anyway, stop yelling at the mic. I'm sorry. You were I, excited. Just, someone crashed the Black Beauty. That was Wow. Funny. I was excited that the movie started filming because it just seemed like that was never going to happen. And then they immediately crashed the Black Beauty to celebrate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and are you sure this was not the Green Lantern?
3: I am sure. Okay. Because I saw a photo of, I can't remember the actor's name, who's playing Cato, but dressed as Cato. I saw several photos, actually. Several photos have been released this week. Yeah, you look pretty good. And so and, and they were and they were shots, you know. So Cool. It's not Stephen Chow. It's not, not Stephen Chow, Chow. No. no. But Michelle Gondry is filming. Um, Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau are having so much fun filming the Iron Man franchise, they decided to add another one. They're, They're teaming, getting married. They are. They're teaming up to do Cowboys versus Aliens, which oh, has been yay. like the project from forever. That has been here and there and there and here, and finally that's going forward. I think that was announced last week, but after we had had uh, you know our emergency podcast about the the Disney-Marvel thing. And in the wake of the Disney-Marvel thing, there was a rumor that Pixar was very excited possibly about doing Ant-Man, which had some fans up in the arms because Edgar Wright, who uh, wrote with Simon Pegg, um, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and is doing Scott Pilgrim vs. the World right now, has had an, an Ant Man script for some time that he was planning to film, and uh, so it's basically been released this week. Confirmed that uh, Pixar could help him produce it if they want, but it's it's still, as far as Marvel's concerned, it's at your rights.
2: Mixed mind. I don't know. I I kind of like to – Pixar would do a, a rendered version of Ant Man. Well, right? you
3: don't know that because John Carter of Mars is gonna is a Pixar film that will be is it gonna be, mixed? be live action. I'm sure the Tars Tarkas and the other green uh, Martians yeah. will be uh, will be mixed media there. Well, I, I,
2: I said it was a mixed minds. So I didn't. Uh, I, I I would actually like to see both a fully rendered and almost an impossible style for Ant Man. Hmm. Um, but at the same time, an Incredible Shrinking Man uh, version of a superhero, kind of cool too. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think they're going to do it more for kid level stuff or?
3: Well, the rumor is that if Edgar Wright does it, that obviously who would play Ant-Man but Simon Pegg. Uh So I don't know if Simon Pegg is kid-friendly. Is Edgar Wright interested in being kid-friendly? That I don't know. Yeah, And then that begs the question, once you have that kind of franchise combination, is there room to have two versions of the character like that? We do it in comics all we the time. Do, yeah,
2: well, actually, I mean, if you think about it, uh, we hold
3: multiple continuities in our heads. We've
2: got we've got a Green Lantern animated movie that just came out, and now we're looking forward to a,
3: a uh, to a Green Lantern Green live, action, live action. So just because
2: it comes out from a smaller and it doesn't go out into theaters doesn't doesn't mean that it didn't come out.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: True, I do. Uh,
3: we all do. We all watch True Blood. Do. Do. Does not
4: have the demon eyes in this?
3: Oh one. geez. Oh, my. <laughs> okay, the elusive comics baby is has been possessed by a minad. <laughs> and we're about to uh, <laughs> tear into each other who are we sacrificing Adam Steve is Adam still Steve no Adam's he... too much work
0: by the way the, the true blood drink comes out today I think oh yeah yeah the beverage
3: so blood after this we'll probably we'll go and uh, have a glass of true blood mm. okay and um, what was I going to say there? oh and, and, and a movie that came out this week that had been I said hot. you're
2: too hard to kill Adam
3: oh. we're not going to kill Adam Take him down! Everybody, go get him! Uh, out of all of us at the table, Stephanie has seen nine. I we saw nine. nine. We have not. Smiling.
0: Oh, nine. smiling. Oh, oh, not at nine oh nine though, because there was no showing.
3: Do you know what was that time. Tuesday night? Did Do you hear day? that
2: nine nine what? nine is six 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 upside down? That's ignoring the I whole fact it's... that it's not nine, but it's two thousand nine.
0: I was yeah. the class of two thousand nine, so it there you go. But apparently, it's lucky in China, but. Just bad the number in nine. japan yeah
3: yeah yeah
0: yeah but well, i saw it yeah. you
3: were telling us about the omen anyways how <laughs> the
0: film? um i had mixed feelings about it like visually it was very very appealing i really liked the cgi animation Whoa. you're okay oh okay uh i thought it was really good like there was this one scene where it looks like it was snowing like fiery pieces of paper which i thought was really pretty But I think...
3: It's
2: like burning your school notes. (laughs) Well, all right, so there was
3: some deep-seated symbolism there. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, but um, for the story, I thought it went too quickly in the beginning, lagged a bit in the middle because, like, uh, I don't know, the characters were very one-sided, but there's an explanation... Towards the end, where I guess it's okay that they're like one-note characters because
2: they're elements of something.
0: Yeah, kind of like that. Like I remember reading something talking about how each number represents some sort of an archetype.
2: Okay. Like so, notes. is this a, is this one of those stories where the hero goes through and collects all of these people along the way? He or did they all start? He out together? starts out
0: nine starts out very confused and naive. Like he can't speak at first. Like starts out silently, and then he bumps into one of them and. Uh, what happens very, uh, he just bumps into one of them and then, uh, there's like the big mechanical beast and he gets kidnapped and the story is, you know, he has to find the others of the, like the little ragdoll group Uh huh. and, um, there's, so he's got a quest. Yeah. He has some sort of a quest, but he's not sure what, but for some reason his intuition says to go find the secret or something like that. Yeah, and don't give away too I, much. I'm trying not to.
2: It's a brand, <laughs> it's a brand new movie. There are people out there cursing. Stephanie, you've told he's me he's
3: going to know. click his heels together three times. Yes. It's like writing. Nine times I'm like trying that.
0: not to summarize. Using
3: all right. So, yeah. a, but did would you? So, did you
2: see it again?
0: Um, I am going to see it again because at UCLA they have a TFT, the Theater, Film, and Television School, has an alumni series screening kind of thing, and okay. the director Shane Acker will be there to do a talk back after the movie. So I'll see cool. it again. But, yeah. but if you
3: didn't have that ahead and say like Rick and I sitting here going, should we pay money for this film? Mm. What do you think?
2: Is it a movie? Mm. Okay, let's ask it on a couple levels. Is it a movie that you think you can get more out of the second time you viewed it? Maybe. Okay. Is it a movie that you think played that much better on a large screen versus seeing it on a more intimate, closer I would see it, I,
0: Yeah, you would definitely want to see this on the big screen.
1: Okay. So so it, it's, 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 but, so.
0: like, I I can't take the movie seriously that much because as I was watching it, there was a joke that went through my head. But I'm not sure if I want to say it. Okay. Unless you have to edit it. I could say it. But, yeah. <laughs> Let's
1: see. <laughs> Ironically, was
3: <laughs> so convinced that he was not going to edit because Stephanie would yeah. <laughs> never say anything as bad as well, Lon would. Okay. Well, Go talking ahead. about
0: the archetypes again, you know, number okay. one, you know, number one's like. Oh, the, it's on
2: number one and number two, the is leader. it?
0: No, it's actually seven plays the girl who can kick ass. Okay. So in my head, I was thinking, and six is the crazy one. So I was thinking, why is six afraid of seven?
2: Because seven, seven, eight, eight, eight nine. nine.
0: Yeah. And they.
2: And you were afraid that I was going to have to edit that no,
0: out? No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think. Because so. people aren't used to hearing me talk like that. I don't know. Whatever.
3: I do know what you're saying, Stephanie, yes. and it's weird that you're saying you are, that. You
0: me <laughs> <making laughs> so. ramble on
3: It's Jennifer Connelly. Let's just leave it at that. Yes. Okay, okay, so
0: um, – Run away.
3: There we go. We move on we to – We um, <laughs> It's evolution. The world of television. You're a little excited about Fringe returning next
2: week? I am. I like Fringe, and I thought it got better and better in the last couple of episodes. Uh, they, they had so many, like, reveals and shockers and stuff yeah. that uh, – uh, I can't wait to see how the thing's going to start up. Highly recommend the show. Go back and watch the previous and episodes. And Leonard Nimoy
3: has confirmed that he has many appearances this season. What
2: a, what a terrific surprise that was, seeing him in that, in that role, the, a role that had been talked about so much before mm-hmm. his actual appearance, and then he and comes on, and it's like this oh-so-pleasant Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> um, and we're really expecting somebody like a cross between Sam Kinison and – uh I don't know, Mister Mind or something. Uh, okay. Um, so uh, you know, uh, just a terrific cast too. I mean the yeah. the agents and uh, John uh, uh, John Noble. Noble uh, John Noble just chews up the scenery, and, chew, and go, are, he he goes from chewing up the scenery in a very odd way to being just a lovable grandfatherly uh, mm-hmm. father. Um A grandfatherly father? Yeah. Well he's the father a of the fatherly grandfather? Yeah, the fatherly grandfather. I don't know. Uh, be lovely? You know what I'm saying? I
3: do, but I'm gonna make sweat for it. Okay, thank you. Uh.
2: <laughs> uh, but um and it, it's I said this before. This is a much more accessible version of an X file style story. Mm-hmm. They are building they are building slowly and much more in a way that you can understand it, a Mythos, they had, um, storylines and things that happened in one story that you see how that had affected a story later on. But you wouldn't mm-hmm. have missed anything if you hadn't seen the previous story. You'd just say, Oh, that's an interesting technology they have.
3: And of course, if you haven't caught up on this, as I myself haven't, Fringe Season 1, I believe, came out, uh, Tuesday this week yeah. on DVD and Blu ray, should you so choose. Uh, but, uh, I did have a worth one. I was hoping the magic mailbox would conjure that one up but it didn't. So I'm going to have to go through other sources a little more. But you're getting sanctuary, but I am getting sanctuary. I have it in my hand. Another one that I recommend. Okay. Um, and one that I did get because I don't, I'm not sure when it's starting up again, but I did get the big bang theory season two DVD. So we can talk about that a little bit. Yes. Here's the thing. Any
2: any second audio track or anything? No. Oh, here's the that'd thing. Be great. I was uh,
3: I was sort of forgiving of that on the first season DVD. Doesn't yeah. have any episode commentary. And now so I guess I could put this out here. Do we really when it's a sitcom that we love so much, do you really want to demystify it, or are you content just having every episode of the sitcom? By the
2: end of the season, each one of those episodes is saved on my DVR, locked so it won't get accidentally erased. So whenever there's nothing on, a, on I will just randomly pick an episode to watch. So I've already watched them all four times.
3: That is high praise. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So and you know I could I could burn them to see, uh, to DVD and keep them, yeah. but uh, you know maybe I'll eventually buy them. But I've. I can do the I can do I can do all the um, lines by heart right now. Well, this really? does
3: this does have a blooper reel. Okay, so mm-hmm. focusing largely on Jim Parsons trying to get rock paper scissors lizard Spock and, down, and
2: that's the deal. When they I sat in on the panel for them at mm-hmm. uh, Comic Con, did they, they
0: play were, rock paper scissors? No, they lizard, didn't. Spock. But he
2: did talk about oh. how how he just had to memorize that thing and keep going through it and, <laughs> and, and, and to get it down. Uh, the long, uh, the very fast explanation of what the different uh, hierarchy of who kills what. Um, but aside from that, they were pleasant to listen to, and you guys hung out with uh, Pauly, right? Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that was a lot of fun. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stories, uh, uh, stories, I stories can't tell. we don't
0: tell. <laughs> I know what they are.
2: <laughs> what happens in, in San Diego stays, stays in San, San Diego. Diego. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but I would, I would actually like to hear them try at least. You know, a I would lot need of times, a
3: commentary would be interesting, and that's the thing. And yeah. a lot of
2: times, it doesn't have to be every episode. A lot of these, a lot of these things only have secondary commentaries on on like one episodes per, yes. that are particularly noteworthy like the rock paper scissors I was say the
3: Christmas episode where Yes, oh the Christmas where, episode where Jim Parsons just catapult I mean well he's nominated for an Emmy Emmy and I think that's the episode because they because you get they submit like three episodes and that and you get nominated for your performance in one Yeah. and I think that's the one he's nominated for because he it was already an interesting character but with that Christmas episode He catapulted himself into a rare, I mean, and and I say this sincerely, not just because I love this show, but such a rare rank of that man is a brilliant, brilliant physical comedian, not just a very focused performer, but he went to a level of physicality with that.
2: Are you just talking his face? No, too, I'm talking you, the. I'm, his face is amazing. Yes. And I would I'm still talking, count that but in, in that comedy. episode.
3: But in that, no, because of his ability to I understand. use the body, the body language, language of the character. The and I don't want to, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to give it away because it's so. When this when the, the moment comes. Yeah, that or when he goes um, rock climbing and the courage yes. to just go is completely. <laughs> weird as he does in that and and just so utterly you know he sells everything yes i'm going to say he is he i want to see him in another role just to see if he can take that because as far as his well, ability, it was great
2: great to see him at Comic-Con out of character for a a, a well, period see, of time well i
3: did not see that because then i'm watching the extras they have they have a featurette on the physicist that they consult with yes and it's one of those – so I'm starting to watch. Like you can tell to me Johnny Galecki – and maybe it's he works hard to do this. Mm-hmm. When you're interviewing Johnny Galecki as Johnny Galecki, and I haven't done that yet, he's trying very hard not to be his character. You know, he's trying – he kind of – he he's kind of the strong right. small man right, kind of right. strut going and he's trying – and he's like trying to be macho. And Jim Parsons, there's no – on these interview segments – There isn't much of a there's difference. There's not much of a difference.
2: Other than the – Parsons' reactions to are a little more human. Yes, they are, <laughs> they are, and 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 predictable, perhaps. Uh, but but versus the character, who of yeah. course, well, that's the joy of that character yeah. is where where he's going to take a left hand turn
3: where everyone else is standing still. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I mean, I, I say if it's you, it's if such you, a shame that there is. If you have not watched The Big Bang Theory. Get the I mean this, the comedy itself is worth it. if you really like insight behind the scenes and stuff, neither this season or the first season collection offers much and that is disappointing to me because i I am so enamored of this show. I will still I think it is so great what,
2: uh, my one of my favorite um, situ- uh, remembrances of your and my time together and Goodsons is when I went over to Goodson's house one night and forced you guys to sit down and watch Big Bang Theory. I don't
3: think we had started yet. What we had started watching. And you both thanked it. me
2: and damned me at the same <laughs> time.
3: <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, because I think we started, you the just, one you started this on was the Halloween episode where they all dressed yes, up as the yes, flash. Yes, it was. And when they said, and when the solution was, let's all oh. stand frozen in line. <laughs> you lost I was it. Like, that That's a joke only a comic book reader is going to get. And God bless them for, for doing it. Yes. You know, so... Uh, I, and in fact, there was that one joke when they – this season when they went into the comic book store and Penny was looking for a book for her nephew. Right. The Spider-Man. It's like, well, <laughs> he read the
2: Infinite Crisis. Or? Well,
3: No, no, she picked up Flash Rebirth oh. and he's and and it was like – and that they made such a specific reference to how screwed up that continuity has been. It's like nobody outside of comics understands that yeah. at all. But it
2: plays to the character. If you don't understand it, you just go, these guys are too far into this crazy stuff. (laughs) And if you are into that crazy stuff, you go, they're my people.
3: They're my people. (laughs) They are my people. Uh, Yeah, we did hang out with with them uh, a little bit at Comic-Con and and had a chance to thank Chuck Laurie. And I should reach out now and say, uh, Mr. Laurie, if you listen as a result of my slipping you a business card, you probably found it. You know, I didn't let you see it. No, I I didn't. That one you cleaned your teeth with? Yeah. Um, (sighs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, call in. Uh, we'd love to chat with you because you are our guru. I have three masters I have Joss Whedon, I have Russell T. Davis, and I have Chuck Laurie. And I gotta say, on an honest and, you know, um, this weekend, I, I uh, and I, and I thanks Stephanie because Stephanie gave me the rock paper scissors lizard Spock shirt for my I birthday. I have the
0: same T-shirt too. I have one
3: too. Did you get awesome. one? I did. So we should
0: all take a picture. So
3: you know, <laughs> we uh, should stand I was, the rope. Uh, My my aunt was was very ill. This it, it was it, ha, is still very sick. But I went to visit her as she was going in for surgery, and I was she asked how Comic Con was, and I was, so I was telling her some of the stories, and she said, "I love The Big Bang Theory." And you know this—that's uh, my favorite. I had no idea it was my aunt's favorite show. And so, as she went into surgery, I wore the rock, paper, scissors, lizard, very spock nice t-shirt, and she thanked me. And then, her um, circle of friends were kind of new agey, and they said, "Well, the shirt's a pentagram." And they said, "Well, thank you because you're you're like blessing this thing." And I thought, and doubly so because I knew I was brought out to sort of make her feel better. And then I was, and then that I had that shirt was just like it was nice. So very again nice. the Big Bang yeah. Theory people. Man, you're making my my whole family feel better. <laughs> Laughter you know? is the best medicine. <laughs> you know, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so I, it, now the show has an extra meaning to me because it was like a, it was a great bonding and a very emotionally tense time for us all. And I'm just like I love that show more than ever. So please all of you be my friend on Facebook um <laughs> and
2: uh he's, he's he's speaking to the cast of big bang theory is folks. that is that
3: sad and pathetic uh it is it's sweet it's so thank you yeah. um you finished oh no you're halfway through arkham Island. so now here at the ta- tail end of the podcast Have we talked goes.
2: we talked a little bit about this when we were because we were in well we played the San demo Diego. we yeah.
3: both played the demo we've certainly run we've run an interview with uh the director of the game that's correct you
2: bragged about beating my score there.
3: I have. Did I have I done that tonight? Not yet. Well, let me brag about beating your score there. Uh, and so, and I've got to, I've got to transcribe this weekend. I uh, talked with Kevin Conroy about the game as well mm-hmm. as the Boys of Batman. So, um, it, 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 the game looked kick-ass. I played the demo. You played the demo, and now you've played the game. So tell us, you're about fifty percent through.
2: If you like Batman, and I do, and you like video games, and yay. I sort of do, this is your game. Eee! there is no point in this game where I, where I can point at them and say they are not respecting the character, the plot lines, and even the fact that they are changing a few things in some fringe characters has only made those characters work better for me. Um, Could you
3: give an example of a character that you think this game actually I Bruce? can't stand
2: the scarecrow. In any of his incarnations, in the movies, in the comics, I just don't like that character at all. The way they've got him in this venue, in this uh, media, uh, it's one of my favorite villains. So, hmm. and and when you when Batman's going up against the scarecrow, and which he does a couple of times during it, it's a special type of video game challenge that's not so much uh, first person. Uh, it's more like a platform game mm-hmm. type of attack thing. Uh, and I don't say that to make it sound retro or cheesy because it's it's the graphics are fabulous and the control is really good, um, but it it takes on a uh, a scope and the uh, hallucinogenic aspects of it are really good. So and the the that happens several times. You know the thing with that scarecrow is he's got the gas or or the injection that makes Batman lose touch with what's really going on and when when you walk down a corridor in this and you go into a room and you have your big your fight out and you walk out and you hear a little whiff of gas and then you walk down the corridor you've already been down and you turn and now the corridor is nine times as long and fades off in the distance and that is that is one of those video game experiences kind of go Oh my, you know, they really got me. They sucked me into the immersive experience here that is this game. Um, the game has incredible depth from the standpoint of story. It's all on Arkham Island Mm -hmm. and not spoiling too much, but Batman has his own place on Arkham Island that he can go to. The island is huge and each one of the buildings he goes into and somebody he'll go into again and again to for these sub missions that sub missions that uh, move the plot line along Um, along the way the he is taunted by the Riddler another character that I I don't dislike him in the comics but he's kind of a lightweight character Mm -hmm. for me in the comics uh, with the exception of Hush of course Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but the uh, the in in the in the game he is an active part of Challenges that are uh, that he pits Batman against to try and figure out. Uh, he gives a riddle when you go into a new area, and you have to figure out what aspect of that area is the answer to the riddle. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really a fun aspect of the game. Um, combat is deceptively simple. It's it's not so much remembering how what button to press to get a specific type of attack. It's a matter of keeping your pace and flow. So it's more rhythmic than it is a button masher. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's more – I think more people are going to get that and feel better about their their combat Mm -hmm. in the end. Mm -hmm. So – and graphics. Man, uh, Goodson came over uh, on Saturday to play some board games and I showed him – uh, showed it and he pointed out, oh, it's, he's battle damaged, and yeah, he, as he goes, as Batman goes along, he picks up his his cape is frayed towards it I'm, I'm oh, a little cool. more than halfway, and he's cool. got a cut across his chest, and and that stuff stays with you. From the various uh, various attacks. Interesting. Interesting. So and oh, the toys! I mean, the fabulous. <laughs> he picks he picks up those different wonderful those wonderful toys. toys, different types of batarangs and uh, grapple hooks and um, the grapple grapple hooks that you originally you say, okay, I can use that to pull the grating down. But I can also use it to pull that thug towards me and knock yeah. him down. And ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's just it's. Uh, I Which can't was say that. Uh,
3: well, that was an aspect. Of, uh, have you played Lego Batman? No, I have not. So a lot of a lot of that has already been in Lego Batman, which is one of the things I just think is you know cool about uh, about that game. You know, yeah. Uh, that had finally gotten Batman right, and then when we saw Batman Arkham Asylum, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And now now there's a version of it that my son can't play, but that's okay. Now there's a game f- for just me.
2: You yeah, know, there was one other thing that I was that maybe is not uh, applicable to the sun reference, but when we were playing through well, the demo, sun's
3: not five. Yeah, yeah
2: when we were playing through the the demo. You you asked me if I had been beaten by Harley yet? Yes. Because when you get beaten, you get taunted. Yes. By a little vignette comes up. Yes. And of course. Mark Hamill is the voice of the Joker. Does a great job, of course. Kevin Conroy as the Batman is, is dead on. It, it, of course, it, it well. just it just feels so right. Harley's voice is a little bit a little too Brooklyny. Yeah, it's,
3: kind of, uh, I don't know if it's the original Harley and Sorkin or not. Yeah, so. I
2: don't think it is. Um, and when you get and as you said, you want to get beat, you actually want to lose to some of the characters, so you can see the different all the v- different vignettes that they have prepared mm-hmm. for that. And I think I beat Poison Ivy too fast because I only saw two of hers. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm going to go up against her again because she is she is one hot little plant.
3: Oh, stop. So, go on. Yes. <laughs> stop. No.
2: Go. <laughs> no, please. But uh, I can't say. This is uh, this is Game of the Year material. It really is.
3: Oh, that's good. I, I I don't doubt it. I'm excited to... Go over and steal your copy. I don't know. I'll <laughs> figure out how to
2: do it. <laughs> to give my PlayStation back first.
3: Uh, no, no, no. I can, uh, I'll just buy it for the PlayStation. But no. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll go over to my brother-in-law. I'm sure my brother-in-law has it, and I will be playing that with him shortly. Uh, so this is awesome. Uh, well, I, that's kind of it for this week. Unless, uh, Stephanie, do you have anything else you need to say? Uh, mm, no, not really. No? I'm trying. I'm thinking. Good. Yep. Keep thinking. Uh, no. Y- yes. It's not- that's
2: really? important in school.
3: Yes. Keep thinking. All right. Poor girl. All right, so. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm taking theater classes, whatever. Yeah,
3: okay. <laughs> okay, take drugs then. Yes. Oh, no, stand still, no. Though. No. No. Nah. 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 Rick, edit yourself. Theaters. I don't
0: know. What?
3: Theater? Uh. Applesauce. Anyway. Um. <laughs> So, if you have any questions, commentaries, complaints about Rick's behavior this week, it's been awful. I'm a bad boy. Or suggestions. Uh, yeah, and if you have questions, because we all know that really the only reason people tune in here is they want news about Frampton, uh, is uh, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Thank you, Peanut Gallery. And this is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet.com.
0: I'm Stephanie Rodriguez.
2: And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you all to use, use your, your powers, powers only, only for good. I'll never do my bad, I'll never
1: surrender. And,
3: and now, lot has been edited up.
2: And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast.
1: Visit Lukski at www. lukeski l u k e s k i. dot com. My brother will. Oh, it's not Leftenant, but just a picture that he was playing in the wrong direction. But they have a base that looks like
3: Paul's. Yes, the Reckenbacher. Yeah. So Rickenbacker. But um, it's
1: supposed, apparently, it's, now yeah, it's stuff my like dad's some early birthday yeah. present. Oh, nice. Yeah,
3: his Batman, birthday's in October. Deadpool okay.
1: You give me models,
3: okay. Uh, anything you know, comics wise uh, that you're intrigued I by you this big trick? You're Ooh, very lost. I can hear time. myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: uh, I just read. I Marvel Spotlight talking about the I re-built, so. reboot. Oh, of the, oh, I read the two like, new no, Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man.
3: <laughs> I mean, nice. Oh, so <laughs> that's it's to talking about. It. I haven't read it, but yeah. you, please do. She uh, uh, also? And, uh... There's
2: only really uh, one book in here for her. What's in
3: for um... um know, but it's not call, it's yeah, what, it's called... It's called Ultimate, we Ultimate the, uh, Universe, the, uh, universe Spider-Man or Ultimate Comic Spider-Man?
1: We should find that out. We should. lawn No, me
0: my mic is crooked. No. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Yeah, whatever.
2: Ah. Is he recording like, right now? He discovered our scam. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, they
3: really?
1: Be so, so anything I, saying, I say? Be careful be what you say.
3: Otherwise. Oh. Okay. There's it might show up on the stuff. outtakes. No, no, no,
1: like no, no, this? I mean,
0: Would that odd. show up on the outtake? Yeah.
3: yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Easy, okay. They, they, they Try I, again. I say something else.
2: I think originally they were like 20... Applesauce.
3: That too like might end 20, up in the outtakes.
2: Okay. Ultimate Spider-Man. I have
3: to look them up. Just called Ultimate Spider-Man? That's what it's called. Okay. Ultimate, Ultimate Looked Comics at the... Uh, it is Ultimate Comic Spider-Man. We're Ultimate okay. Comics Spider-Man.
2: Not by what it says on the little indicted inside is really the book. This annoying. Okay. You have a little what? It doesn't say that on the cover either.
3: Are you sure? Because yeah. I think are, Steve's on are, drugs. You yeah. might be blind from heat stroke. I thought I'd heard it was Ultimate Comics Spider-Man as well. No. To separate I us. I just went
2: over. Uh, you I have to bring it
1: back?
3: You do.
2: How much is it worth to you? I'll be willing to put 20 wow. bucks down on it. <laughs> oh,
3: I'm putting down $20. bucks. you are just going to walk over there anyway. Now, I know this is a stretch. Put on your list. It says Ultimate Comics Avengers.
2: So I would assume that since the other one is the same universe. and.
1: hmm hmm hmm
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, if need be, I can find it, right? I don't even know what the about. I voice for that. I don't know either. Okay. I guess I'll pick it up. On the cover, it does not it say romantic? comics anywhere. Yeah, or
1: something.
2: Something. No, 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 no. Ultimate reboot Comics reboot. Avengers, it says yeah. there, but for reboot. Spider-Man,
3: mm-hmm.
1: let it's let it,
2: just it. Ultimate Spider-Man. Cheap.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did reboot, numbering, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. What's
2: interesting is the way they're drawing him now.
3: He has a new. Uh, he's short. He's guy. short and he's like
2: he's like kickass size.
3: <laughs> oh God! size.
2: Oh yeah! And he's got a he's got a Charlie Brown head. It's like. <laughs> oh yeah!
3: Oh yeah! It's kind of manga esque or something. I, I'm not
2: Almost, that. but not. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's a
3: horrible <laughs> round head. Good, Good grief!
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Should have saved that for the podcast. You'll use bored. it again. <laughs> I will. I know. <laughs> 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 <Lord>. <laughs> oh, <maarted>. Aunt May.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: okay, Aunt May. We Jameson I guess what No, I don't want to. Mr. Jameson.
3: will be scared tonight. Is you realize now without lawn here? Yeah, we're free. <laughs> There'll be no interruptions. I can I can do this without editing. Nothing will be derailed. No, that's I'm saying perhaps it should be edited here. because you and I are just going to be able to be free on our own little. No, 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 no. We'll go. be
2: we'll be good. really we'll be good because that'll be fun to listen to. Then I get Stephanie's a Sunday gonna try to
3: interrupt us, but it's not going to happen. She's no. not going to have that musical cue or really bad <gasps> pun based upon ignorance. I don't mind those. Okay, hmm?
2: the ones I mind are the ones where he's just like she little she one toe DNA over DNA the sandals. line. Yeah. He won't okay, talk like about. And that's the one where you took it up. Uh, you know. I'm confused. Oh, is
0: that my phone?
3: Is that you? Okay. So reboot. Uh, anything else that you've been reading that's of interest?
2: Hmm. Boy, I really should. I usually when I'm on top of things, I look through my pile before I come here. Hmm. Uh, well, I understand. Uh, I read.
1: Fifty-one
3: ninety-five,
2: I read the red circles. I read. I've read all the red circles. <laughs> okay. now. I read the shield.
3: Yeah, I don't think we actually talked about it. We should so. do. That. Have
2: you read the shield one? because the shield number one came out this yeah, week. Yeah, I did not. We pick that, should do uh, that.
3: But um, yeah, so let's talk about Red Circle. That's good.
2: Um, falling behind in my Wednesday comics.
3: Mm, okay, well, don't worry about that. We can. Well, yeah, I think we got. It.
2: I can talk about Batman uh, Arkham Asylum.
3: Well, <gasps> well, yeah, we'll. go. Yeah. Okay. Did you um, get that?
2: Yes, I did. Oh, my goodness. Halfway through it. I'm more than halfway through it now. It's great. It tells you
3: percentage-wise how through, far oh, really? through the game you're. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Well, I really appreciate when mm-hmm. games do that because I was like, I have yeah. hope <laughs> <laughs> I might finish this.
2: Although I hate when yeah, I finish I it,
3: this is like ninety-six uh, percent. What? I love. Where's there? the other yeah. four? Well, I'm hoping. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about, this. Yeah. Uh, uh, about that. Movies. Did you see nine or you? Just- I did see nine. Okay, so you can talk about nine. 90%. Nine.
0: Yeah,
3: you're gonna have to because you don't want to do it. I don't do that very often. Awesome. Um, uh, Whiteout came, comes out tomorrow, but I didn't get to see the screening because I was out of town. So. The Greg Rucka, Steve There's Lieber, Pony uh, Press, in <laughs> Beckinsale.
2: The stuff that's coming up, Fringe is going to start mm-hmm. up again next yeah. week. Uh, yeah. It is for a lot of
3: people. Fine. We'll up. Okay, you can talk about a Fringe return, your excitement for it, I saw them caught up. Yeah. Uh, Big Bang Theory, I've watched the extras on the Season 2 DVD, so we can talk about that.
2: Did you get uh, Sanctuary?
3: The Magic Mailbox did deliver. I only sent
2: you all that. I, was, I wasn't mm-hmm. to write in yeah. uh, I, no, no, no. To, I, did, I, I was get, just trying get, to let you know that okay. I was not trying to co-opt the Magic Mailbox.
3: No, I understand that. Okay. I, but I was trying to say, she contacted both of us, or I, 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 th- I don't know. I
2: think we probably both got the initial press okay. release, and I wrote to her saying, have you sent one to gets, Derek oh, okay. McCall? Okay. Or
3: okay. I figure if it had come you in your want? name, yeah. you this guy wouldn't have opened it. Uh, interesting. So I'll, just uh, throwing uh, it away. No, no, no. She no. Uh, like if I, if it says fan, if it says like Rick Bashner or Family Planet, it's oh. unopened when I get home. Oh, okay. If it says to me, she opens everything up. Okay. So it was open. So you should have everything sent yes. by my name. Sagato uh, no. so Gojira on Blu-ray.
2: Somebody's mic is Does that be loose. Let's
3: we'll see. No, no, it's not. It's going to be
2: this connection here.
3: Okay. Okay. Or a connection here. Did I just go dead? I feel like I just went dead. No, you're not dead. I'm not?
0: Not dead yet. Uh, Check your
2: volume control on your, uh, make sure it's all the way up.
3: It is. It
2: is. Okay.
3: Uh, So, so, anyway, so I got the original Japanese Godzilla. 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 Hmm. Yes. uh,
2: Sans Perry Mason.
3: Yes, very excited. Uh, Yeah, and then I got this thing called John Dies at the End. I've got that book on order. I remember
2: your
0: Facebook. Post, I, I've been going, yeah. This sounds this is the most
2: <laughs> awesome title ever. Yes. it's actually a reprint
3: of a, of a, of a web series. yes. If you can
2: get the original, it's like worth eight hundred bucks or something. Okay, like so
3: I thought it was. So yeah. anyway, I just I just got that, and then um,
2: I've been buying. There's a there's a book company called Permuted Press that does almost all zombie books, and some are pretty cool.
3: John dies. The end. It's a uh,
1: hmm? kind of
3: have they traveled back in time? What's well, okay. a plague book or something? All right, um, and then what was I going to say? Uh, but to, oh, um, so I said I finished seeing Red. Have you start, had a chance to start on our enemy I said I haven't. Oh, oh okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they just uh, his publicity. It, it, it's nice. Frank contacts us. I thought I hadn't told next
2: course. month to do. It. You
3: do okay. October fifteenth. But I, I was just going to bring it up because Frank – it's like it's nice. Frank sends stuff directly to us yeah. and then his publicist runs the press <laughs> list. So he says nice. – so we'll, we'll do a giveaway of uh, Mad, Mad with Wonder. Of the graphic novel, we can we can give away okay. uh, Arch Enemy, or we can and or we can give away Mad with Wonder as well. Okay, so I kind of think oh, okay. so for Family Plan Mad, Mad with Wonder was senior. awesome, so I think we should probably mm-hmm. yeah do that. I'm not going to give away Alien Trespass, but I'm thinking maybe Silicon you can uh, give away a copy of that. I'll sure. be there. Yeah, that um, Ashland.
0: Ashland.
3: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah,
0: excited! I,
3: I get to chaperone the Ashland trip for the first time. Wait,
0: do you? Which shows are you seeing? Equivocation.
3: Uh, I'm seeing Equivocation. Yes. I'm not get. I don't get to see Servant of Two Masters. I get to see oh, I get to see, oh, oh, oh. I get to see the, and uh, Much Ado. Much Ado. those. are, the, those are the
0: exact same ones that I saw.
3: And my mm-hmm. and one of my best friends from high school now lives in Ashland. and I haven't seen him in well over a decade, and I think uh, so. I get to spend an hour. <laughs> Been a be very fun. I read
2: Ooh. the first three issues of Chew. That was what I lost my I lost my first signed to two signed. So I came in, oh yes, that's shocking, Sorry. and I, <laughs> no, I came guys. in and bought two yeah. two new in, here. And they said, "Do you want to leave them here?" Because John's going to be here on Friday. I said, "No, no, I've already lost two. I think I must have just left them in the store after oh, the no. signing. So I finally got around to reading that, and I really liked it. Was I mean, it's I like is that option for a movie or a series or something? I don't know yet. Should, should be. be. It's, it's very, bad. very, well, very... Uh,
3: we'll talk a little bit about The Mighty for that. But, uh, um, so, any movies? Anything upcoming? Um, see, the Paul poly- stuff, this is going to... I better save that for the end of the comic section because it goes right into movies. What's DC's done this week. We're following up... Oh, I, I, I got to write this down. I remember it. Okay, so TV, and then you'll talk about... That's um, you. Excuse me. Arkham Asylum.
0: Did you watch Glee?
2: No. I, no. Everyone at work is talking about us so on behind. Mm. You
0: know what they're calling Glee fans? Gleeks? Yes. <laughs> and I said, hey, that's like the Wonder Twins. <laughs> and they're like, oh, the Wonder Twins from Smallville? I was like, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, they're coming yeah. on Smallville, too. But they're
0: not going to be called Xan and Gina, though.
3: I don't know. Um, I was supposed to get primeval. The magic mailbox was supposed to deliver primeval season two, and that didn't show up. In yeah, I'm watching. Did no, you watch any of it? I watched the first episode, uh, yeah, sure. but um, I have the first season on yeah. on DVD, so I want to play it. But also, um, I got a magic bag from the magic mailbox today, and it was not in the magic bag. So, but it was anyway. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, no other yeah. movie thing. There's nothing, nothing Marvel. Oh, oh, oh! We we didn't even talk about it. Uh, John Favreau and Downey Jr. are going to do Cowboys vs. Alien.
2: What is popping? Is it
3: you? Is it me? <laughs>
2: maybe it's a, Maybe that was a.
3: Very
2: good. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so I'll do the lead in. All right, cool. Okay. Quiet on the set, please, for just a moment. <laughs> Thank you. I love it when everyone stares at me. Well, what are we supposed to do? You're talking. I said be quiet.
1: Listen up, fanboy. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Uh, no. Ah, no! Outtakes, no! Um.
3: <laughs>
2: so, What a great outtake.
3: Yeah. Apple no! sauce. <laughs> <laughs> the nice
2: thing is,
1: I can put this whole section in without any <laughs> <laughs> editing, which is <laughs> somebody swearing. Right? No!